is because the same part of the brain that controls sleep also controls the bladder. So if you're having a sleep issue, then that takes pre precedence and priority. And so it's going to focus all of its attention on that. This is episode 16. Let's get started. Smarter Parenting welcomes you to our podcast series, The Parenting Coach for ADHD. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. So I am here with John Peterson, and uh, I was on Facebook this week, and I read a post of his, and it was fascinating, and I wanted to learn more about it, and I thought it would be super helpful for you guys who are listening, specifically with ADHD issues, but also just with a range of different issues. Now, John's a doctor. I'm going to have him introduce himself. Um, he's a dentist. He does a lot of work with kids and families, so he knows a lot. So why don't you introduce yourself, John? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, yeah. So my name is John Peterson. I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri, and I went to dental school in Marquette. And um, I have been a general dentist for the past 10 years. And I started getting into just regular sleep dentistry about three years ago. And then about two years ago, I had a buddy that introduced me to the, the Healthy Start system, what you were reading about on that post. Yeah. And that has changed my career. That's fascinating. I just want to bring people up to speed on what I did read on the post because I thought it was uh, really interesting. Yeah. So this is, this is what the post says. It says, as parents, we want our children to have every opportunity to be successful. Nine out of 10 children suffer from one or more symptoms of sleep-related breathing disorders. These symptoms can take on the appearance of ADD and ADHD, poor performance in school, lack of focus, anxiety, headaches, chronic allergies, and more. A simple Healthy Start dental screening could change your child's health for life with a treatment that is non-invasive, non non-pharmaceutical, and pain-free. That, actually, I was like, hey, wait a minute. There's just so much truth to that because sleep really does affect everything else that we do. But can you tell me more about the post? Why did you post it? And um, what, what were you trying to convey? What were you trying to, to tell people? Well, this Healthy Start system, and let me give you, let's back it up a little bit, and let me okay. tell you kind of what Healthy Start is. It's an alternative to braces. Oh, okay. It's kind of the main, the main thing is that mm -hmm. it's actually an alternative to braces, and it's a little different than braces in that you start, you start it earlier. The perfect time to start Healthy Start is at six, mm -hmm. when the first permanent teeth are coming in, and you guide the teeth in the place as they're coming in. Wow. There are a lot of other benefits, and you know, helping with sleep problems is one of them. Um, one thing that the Healthy Start system says that it does is it, it uncovers health problems while straightening teeth. Wow. So one of those things is sleep disorders. And so they're, you know, this has been around, it's, it sounds new, but it's been around for 50 years. Really? And I'm just trying to introduce it into the Utah market. Um, I've got a practice in Riverton. Mm -hmm. And here in Utah, it's just we've got five practicing dentists that are that are using utilizing the Healthy Start system. Mm. A lot of people in Utah haven't heard about it. And so yeah. we're just trying to get the word out. I have never even heard about it. So, I mean, this is fascinating. Is there a reason why we haven't heard about it? I mean, is there a reason it's not really well known in this area? I don't know. I don't know if it's just because someone hasn't taken the, the lead and the charge in order to do that. I'm right. happy to do that. Uh, just because I love the system so much. But I mean, and I had a, a dental school buddy in Colorado. He was the one that introduced it to me. 
And so um, it's bigger in Colorado and places like, like Washington and Oregon, California. Um, and it's just trying to get the word out. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do think that there may be some type of suppressiveness going on with the orthodontic community. And I, I think the reason behind that is that a general dentist like me, I can treat um, someone with a healthy start system just right. like an orthodontist can. And so it may negate their continuing education a little bit. Yeah. Now, I don't have any direct evidence of that, but it does seem interesting that it's, it's not talked about more and more people don't know about it because more people should know about this. Yeah, I think so. I mean, when we're looking at like a holistic approach at helping children with um, whatever health issues, really we should have all the information in front of us to make a good choice. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And when we don't have portions of something, we, we actually make poor choices because our choices are limited. So uh, this is fascinating. So like in this approach, how early would you start working with a child? I mean, at what age do you start? And is there an age where they cap out? And you oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, great question. So it depends. So as far as the straightening teeth part, usually that starts at about six because that's when the permanent teeth are starting to come in. Mm -hmm. And you need that first permanent tooth, which is usually like the lower front tooth, right. to start peeking through the gums. Uh -huh. Once that happens, then we can make a template for the rest of the teeth, and then that guides it into place. But if a child is having sleep problems or if they're ha having like behavioral issues mm -hmm. earlier on, then you can start the treatment at as, as early as two or three. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Really early, which is, seems really early, but you can, you know, there's two or three, two or three year olds that can start wearing these appliances and start benefiting from them. There are young kids that have to be on CPAP machines because of their severe sleep disorders. And many of those kids, they don't know about any other alternative treatments. Some of them I'm sure could use the healthy start system instead of going full bore into a CPAP machine. Right. You know, it's funny because um, I've seen that and I've been amazed at it. Like little kids with CPAP machines, you know, and I'm thinking that is really odd. And I'm not a medical doctor. I don't know why they would need a CPAP machine. And I'm sure there are multiple reasons why children would need one. But I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about sleep and well-being and their overall functioning day to day, you know, we all know if a child doesn't get enough sleep, they're irritable and they act exactly. out. And so that's and fascinating. The other part of your question, if it caps out at a certain yeah. time, it does. Yeah. Okay. So there's a growth component to this treatment. So we want growth potential and that's a, that's a part of it. Okay. And so it's designed to function around like children when they're in their growth potential. So that does cap out at about 12 or 13. Okay. After that, then traditional braces yeah. are recommended um, in order to straighten teeth, and wow. they miss out on some of the other benefits that Healthy Start can provide. Now, with Healthy Start, let's say you're starting at that young age, and um, what is the regimen afterwards? Like, how, the treatment is how long, and then what is the upkeep? Because my daughter, she did the braces thing, and now we're doing retainer until she's like 20-something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, you well, know, what, what yeah. is the upkeep afterwards? And I would say that's rare. Most of the time after you've had braces, retention is a lifelong thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're either going to wear your retainer for the, the rest of your life or you'll have a permanent retainer or you'll have both. Right. And, and that's part of the problem is because the braces idea is to start 
when all of the permanent teeth have come in, well, they've already had a chance. The teeth have already had a chance to kind of establish their home position. Yeah. Where they want to be. And then you're trying to move them after the fact, which requires more force. And then the other problem is after you're done, those teeth are always going to want to have a tendency to move back. So yeah. retention is always going to be a push and a major concern for any time you have braces. Okay. And not only can the teeth shift back, but one really frustrating thing is that if you've had any bite adjustments mm-hmm. or if you had any jaw alignment problems, those can relapse as well. Wow. And, so, and Healthy Start gets ahead of that problem because we're guiding things in the place during, while they're developing. And so, and so that means if, you, if there's a Healthy Start patient that starts at age six mm-hmm. and straightening their teeth, there is an end time where they don't have to wear anything anymore. Retention's not even an issue. And so that is a major benefit. I think of healthy. Yeah. Well, yeah. For my daughter, they told us to come back when she's like 24. And I think that's just to check and see, but she has one that's actually, it's, it's in, it's in there. Like she doesn't take it out at night or anything like that. So anyways, I'm like, okay, gosh, we spent all this money on all this stuff. And I wish I would have known this when she was younger. It would have been. Exactly. And me too. I've had, I have three of my own kids that are in it now. I have four kids. Mm-hmm. And I play, I place braces in my general practice, Yeah, which is really nice because then I have, I have a background in braces and I know all the drawbacks yeah. and they have it. braces still has its place. Right. And there are some kids, it's not for this healthy start system is not for everyone. Like if you've got impacted canines or if you have something where you got to kind of reach up and get the teeth, or if you've got a lot of teeth that are missing congenitally, yeah. like just weren't born with them. Right. Well, healthy start might not be the the treatment for you. It might be it might be braces. But I put my daughter in braces, and and now she sees her the rest of her siblings that gets to do these trays, these healthy start trays, and not <laughs> have to worry about food restrictions. She loves caramel popcorn. She couldn't have caramel popcorn while she had braces. And wow. you know, when a brace uh, when the bracket pops off, she had to go in real quick and see me, and then I had to put it back on. That, you know, you have six week appointments where at, with the healthy start system, you can kind of spread those out a little bit mm-hmm. just because um, braces require you to kind of see the patient every six weeks, tighten the wires or you do whatever you need to do. You know, we can, we, we don't have to see them. Initially you, you see them about once a month for the first four months. And then you can be like, for some patients, like I, I don't need to see you for another three months, you know, right. or I don't need to see you until your next recall. So, you know, that's, that's a benefit, but, but yeah, I was, I'll tell you, it was kind of interesting because I have a general practice, um, but I started a sleep clinic, a dental sleep clinic about, about three years ago. Wow. And the day I started it, my, uh, my buddy from Colorado called me up and uh, he was just talking to me and, you know, we were kind of chit chatting. We hadn't caught up since dental school and, um, and, you know, I don't know if this was the best question as a friend, but I was just like, so so why are you calling me? Because I thought he was calling me because I had just posted about how I started the sleep clinic mm-hmm. on my Facebook page for my general practice. I was like, this, this must be why he's calling me. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I, 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 wasn't, I was just calling you just to say hi, you know. And then during that conversation, he told me about Healthy Start, which also includes sleep disorders, which falls right in line with what I was trying to do with my new business. Wow. And I was like, you know, I don't feel like that was a coincidence. And I was just like, uh, this is why, this is why you're calling me, you know, right. I'm sure you're calling me just to be a good friend, but I just thought that that was an amazing, amazing coincidence there. 
So tell me more about a dental sleep clinic, because that is probably really new for a lot of people too. What is that? I mean, what, what does that entail? Yeah, so sleep apnea is just, it's just like an epidemic now. It's just growing so significantly. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of adults that have sleep apnea. And this is kind of what got me in my foot in the door for sleep dentistry in the first place was adult sleep apnea. Oh. And there's ways that dentistry can treat that. You know, it doesn't have to be a CPAP machine. If you go and see a sleep doctor, you know, it's either going to be do nothing or get a CPAP. There's really no inter intermediate treatment. Right. And so what people don't know about, if they've got mild or moderate sleep apnea, they can use a sleep apnea dental device mm. in order to in order to help with their sleep apnea, in order for them not to have periods at night where they stop breathing. And what it does is a device that they wear and it, it pushes their lower jaw forward and it opens up the airway so that they don't have any of those blockages at night. Because the difference between snoring and sleep apnea, snoring is a partial blockage. Yeah. You're still getting in, air in and out, mm -hmm. but then you have the tongue that's relaxing back and it's kind of doing that partial blockage and hence the noise. But then sleep apnea is where you have complete blockage, where you're, there's no air getting in and out. And so that's what's going on. I'm kind of curious, like, so going into a physician and you are diagnosed with sleep apnea and kids are, are getting it all the time. They're being diagnosed with multiple things and sleep apnea may be one of those. Um, they don't often recommend going to the dentist to fix it. <laughs> like it's usually, I'm wondering why that is, why that's not an option. And you're probably the wrong person to ask for yeah. that, but I, I don't I know. Guesses. I mean, I, I think they don't even know about it. To be honest with you, I don't even think they know about it. Okay. So we need to go in and educate them. Yeah. That's, that's been a goal of mine. It's, it, it, it's something I'm still working on because I've got to run a practice as well. I've right. only got so many hours during the day, but I would love to spend more time going in and seeing sleep specialists, going and seeing ENTs, going and seeing pediatric, you know, the regular pediatric doctors in order to tell them about this, this healthy start system. Because right. they probably don't even know about it. Yeah. That's, that's half the battle. They have to know about it first before we can start having that, those lines of communication. Right. Okay. That's, that, uh, you're just kind of blowing my mind yeah. at the moment because, um, yeah, I've seen children with um, CPAPs and adults, and it's amazing how many people are using those devices yeah. when maybe they don't really need to. You know what I mean? Well, and, and that's just the thing is that are they using the device? You know, that's, yeah, that's the other question. The device, but after a little bit, there's a lot. There's a lot of of people that start using the CPAP and get frustrated with it and stop. Yeah, using the CPAP. And I have a lot of patients that are in that category. Yeah, severe sleep apnea. They should be using a CPAP machine. You know, my dental device. It's not recommended for people mm -hmm. with severe sleep apnea. But I'll tell you this, it's better than nothing. If they're refusing, if they can't for some reason wear a CPAP machine, then it will help them. And so that's part of the problem is that I think I've seen some studies where as low as like 30% of people are actually using their CPAP as prescribed as they should. That's yeah. a big problem. Yeah, it is a problem. And the complaint that I get from most people who use a CPAP machine is it's awkward. It falls off the face. 
Uh, some people like to sleep on their stomach and it's just weird. Uh, the, the, the cord is, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that there's a lot of reasons why people don't wear it, yeah, exactly. you know, but I mean, if we could find an alternative and I think that that's where my biggest concern is, is that, um, unless people are informed, they really can't make great choices, you know, and that there are other options out there specifically for parents with young children who are on a CPAP. I mean, if this is a different option for them, that's a great thing for them to start to investigate and explore, right? Yeah, and to bring this back to Healthy Start, a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of these problems, so these full-blown sleep apnea problems in adults, the seeds of that are planted when they're kids from wow. bad habits mm -hmm. and, and other things that are happening during their development. Right. Part of that is like, so for instance, one thing that the Healthy Start system, what we're really trying to to get they're getting them out of bad habits like for instance tongue thrust or mouth breathing you know both of those things yeah. they have tremendous developmental effects and mm -hmm. i didn't even know about it i mean me going to dental school not emphasized you know mm -hmm. we learned a little bit so for instance tongue thrust i basic my basic knowledge was that well you don't want the the tongue to be pushing against the tooth because it's going to start flaring out the teeth and so that was the extent of my knowledge. Okay. Now I know that if you don't have a proper tongue positioning, if you don't have a, a tongue that is resting on the roof of the mouth, then that actually makes it so that the upper jaw doesn't develop like it should. Really? So the, up, the tongue is what expands the upper jaw. So if you don't have that in the right place, then you've got a narrow jaw. And if you've got a narrow jaw, then you don't have as much room in order to work with when you're sleeping. And so you've got more of a possibility of when you're laying on your back of your tongue to just get in the way. Cool. The other thing is that if you don't have proper tongue positioning, then you might have a tongue that's not strong. And so mm -hmm. it just kind of hangs down in the mouth, contributing to mouth breathing. And mouth breathing, breathing can cause a whole, whole host of other problems. If you've got mouth breathing, then you've got that humid air going past the tonsils. It can enlarge the tonsils. Hmm. Mouth breathing can stop your development of, if you see a child that is a mouth breather side by side with one that's not, they've got develop, their development of their face and their jaw is, is stunted. And so that's something I did not know about. <laughs> I didn't actually, while you're talking, I'm checking my own tongue and where it is in my mouth. It's kind of really bizarre. I'm like, am I pushing up? Is it wide? Do I have a narrow? No, but these things we definitely want to be aware of. And especially during the develop, developmental age of children, right? Oh yeah. What, what questions should people be asking their dentists? Like what questions should parents be asking their dentist or even having a discussion about, because usually it's just go in and come out. I mean, should there, should there be a discussion going on? Absolutely. So I actually recommend if, if, if a, a patient has a child between the ages of six and 12, I automatically recommend healthy start okay. and not braces. If okay. they're a candidate for healthy start, they should do healthy start because they have all the, so braces is, uh, is, just, is just aesthetics. It's kind of like the guy that is always looking in the mirror. Yeah. You know, and always checking themselves out. That's, that's kind of what I feel about braces now. Okay. It's just concerned with aesthetics. It is concerned with jaw alignment, but mainly it's just aesthetics. Yeah. Whereas there's so much more depth to the Healthy Start system. 
Racist doesn't care about, about these bad habits. It doesn't care about tongue thrust. It doesn't care about mouth breathing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't care about as much as uh, these developmental problems because they're not starting that early enough. Right. And so there's so much more depth to healthy start that I would, I just recommend it between the ages of six and 12. Now, if there's a child that has some of the, the health issues that we're talking about, mm-hmm. and so these are things like grinding their teeth, uh, behavioral problems, chronic allergies, ADHD, mm-hmm. which I'm sure we'll get into more. Yeah. Um, you know, some other things, if they have, if they have these things, then definitely a conversation should, you know, snoring. I have a daughter that snores or she did until she got the healthy start appliances and now she doesn't snore anymore. Oh, wow. Wetting the bed. Mm-hmm. That is another thing. And that one didn't quite make sense to me. And so I had to look into it. Yeah. You know, cause I always thought that wetting the bed happened because you're in too deep a sleep, but I had to be educated on that. And the reason why, at the Healthy Start system helps with wetting the bed, and mm-hmm. it does. And I can tell you that it does because I've had patients tell me that their kid doesn't wet the bed anymore after starting the treatment. Right. It's because the same part of the brain that controls sleep also controls the bladder. So if you're having a sleep issue, then that takes pre- precedence and priority. And so it's going to focus all of its attention on that, and then if you've and then let go of the bladder. Wow. So then at that point then you can wet the bed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't know that. I thought that was something that I had to be educated on. Wow. That is, I am like, now just thinking about if I'm wet, ever wet the bed. Is that <laughs> <laughs> Right now or earlier? Yeah, I know. It's like, what is going on? Yeah, my, my ADHD is kicking in. Hyperactive, <laughs> inattentiveness sometimes is a little... Anyways, so I'm, I'm curious, though, uh, in, in, for behavioral issues, then. I guess a dentist doesn't really hear a lot of the behavioral issues that are involved, and it, they probably shouldn't actually hear a lot about that, right? Or, or should they? I don't know. Well, the conversation usually comes up for a different reason. I'm usually not just all of a sudden asking parents about behavioral issues. Right. But when a child is like six – and they come in and I saw that, see that that first permanent tooth is coming in. Then I start talking about it. Then I start talking about this alternative to braces. Yeah. And then we start talking about all these other things that it can help. Yeah. And we start talking about behavioral issues. Mm-hmm. And they see the list of all of these symptoms that are related to sleep disorders. And yeah. they're like, you know what? My son has aggressive behavior. My son grinds his teeth. My son wets the bed. And then they start linking some things up. And then, you know, we, then we can talk about behavioral issues. Once we start the Healthy Start program, yeah. um, we start with a, with a records appointment. And so we get x-rays, we get scans of their teeth, and then there's a questionnaire that we ask parents. Okay. Sleep is involved with that. Behavioral issues are involved with that. One interesting thing is that um, Healthy Start has had a chance now to, to treat over like 3.5 million children around the world. That's fantastic. And they have all this data because they have the data of all of the, the you know, the, the questions that we ask the parents about these behavioral issues. Yeah. And they always follow up after the fact. So during treatment, they want to know if the Healthy Start system is improving things. Yeah. And it does. And, and ADHD is an interesting one. 
um, when you're doing clinical studies, you know, people that are, have done the studies, you can't really tell a difference between a child with ADHD symptoms and a child that's sleep deprived. Yep. They, they look the same. They look exactly the same. Yeah. And so one thing that they, that they know now is that, that by using the healthy start system, it helps with the symptoms of ADHD. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I was looking at a study and it was, uh, it was interesting. So it's complicated, you know, cause, um, it's hard to tell. They said that, uh, the relationship between sleep and ADHD is bi-directional. Hmm. So it means that, um, the sleep cause like a lack of sleep or poor sleep cause ADHD or does ADHD cause right. sleep problems mm -hmm. or sometimes it's cyclical. Like they're both negatively influencing each other. Right. But the study concluded was that it's saying that at least 25% of the time they feel like a sleep problem is causing the ADHD and 60% of the time sleep is involved. So whether mm -hmm. it's causing it or, or whether, um, whether the sleep is causing ADHD or ADHD is causing the sleep problems, sleep is involved. Yeah. And I guess for me, the 25% of the time where sleep is causing it, that's a no brainer. Mm -hmm. Do some, you know, you need to do the healthy start system. Right. That could help the symptoms of, of like alleviate the symptoms altogether and treating the underlying cause of ADHD. It's not medication where the medication I feel like is a band-aid. Yeah. is not addressing the underlying cause. Mm -hmm. And so we're getting to the underlying cause by treating the sleep symptoms. But yeah. let's say it's the other way around. Let's say that ADHD is causing sleep symptoms. Well, you also want to have the most, then at that point you want to have the most optimal sleep that you can. Exactly. I still feel like this treatment could help either way. Right. No, I, I completely agree. There's a component of rest and the ability of the mind to take a break that is necessary for kids to actually learn new things and learn skills. I mean, the, the inability of a child to um, really focus, I mean, I can't focus, but <laughs> the, inability, the inability of people to like not be able to focus has a lot to do with their ability to just be calm and, and have the resources, the battery power to kind of move forward. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So, well, if you think about sleep, you know, I mean, us as adults are supposed to be getting like eight hours a day, kids, right? Like 10. Yeah. That's a big part of your day. And then sometimes it's, it's sleep deprived because they're not getting the quantity. Yeah. But a lot of times it's just, it's the quality. It's a quality sleep problem. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's harder to recognize for parents because they're like, well, they go to bed at eight o'clock, you know, and they get up at, at this certain time, but they're getting enough sleep. Well, sometimes that's not the problem. Sometimes yeah. they're not getting the quality sleep that they need. You know, they're, they're having uh, apnea type episodes. They're having situations where they're restless during the night. And so their, their brain isn't getting the, the rejuvenation and the rest that it needs. Okay. I love this. Actually, this is so fascinating. But I'm thinking of a parent who actually goes into the physician's office. And a lot of times they're the first reporters and they are the first people to actually say what is happening. Um, they show up and they say, my kid has ADHD. And the, the doctor sometimes like, yeah, whatever, yeah, everybody, you know. Uh, and may dismiss it. And if they recommend doing a sleep study on their child, who's maybe four or five, is that a weird 
request? Is that really, does that seem normal or, you know what I mean? Not anymore because before, you know, you hear of sleep studies and you, and you hear, you imagine, and I don't know, you see pictures of all these electrodes attached and all these wires. Right, stuck all over you. And and all of this stuff attached. And you're going to a hospital setting or you're going into a controlled environment. Yeah. And and we're just starting to get away from that because that's not, that's not, I don't think that's effectively testing your sleep, getting put into that type of environment. Yeah. So um, we've got these home tests now. Oh. They're much less, much less invasive, a lot easier on the kids. And so, no, I think it's, it's much more appropriate to have a a sleep test now and to figure out what's, what's happening, you know? And uh, it's only, it's usually only one night where it's required and you need to get about, you know, five or six hours of data. Yeah. And that's all we need in order to figure out if sleep, if sleep is an issue. Okay. So for a young child, what, what is it? Are they just have some wires hooked up to them or sorry? I don't know. I don't know how that works, but. So usually it's just like, it's, it's like a chest strap and then a a strap kind of around their waist. Yeah. And then they have a little watch on and something on their finger. Okay. And then uh, we test um, actually for grinding as well. Oh, Which wow. It's important to know, and we can get into that in a second, but we have, we have an, um, something on their jaw right here in order to test that. And then a very small cannula that, that kind of goes up into the nose just a little bit. And I've done this myself, and it's yeah. just not a big deal. Okay. And those are kind of the main things that, um, you know, those are, the, those are the main things that we're looking at. It's, it's, it's a little uncomfortable, but comparing that with what it used to be, Right. I don't think it's, it's that big a deal. Okay. That's good. I'm glad because I mean, I'm thinking of, yeah, how uncomfortable it would be. I'm just familiar with the old style where you went to the hospital and you know, somebody was actually watching you through the night and it was kind of like, (laughs) I'm supposed to sleep here. This is weird. You know? And they told you to bring a pillow, you know, like bring your own pillow and anything to be, it's like, I'm not even in my house. This is weird. Anyways, yeah, gotten much better, much better. Yeah, I've done a sleep study, ladies and gentlemen. So that's the way I did it, and it was weird. So it was really bizarre. Anyway, that's great. So for kids, it's super easy. I mean, it's something that parents can do. And now that I'm thinking about it, wow, what a simple thing to do! Rather than let's try some medication for a couple of weeks oh, yeah. and then see what side effects there are, and then you know, and then adjust from there. So yeah, and it's 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 important because some some of these kids are getting misdiagnosed. Yeah, and I don't think there's any other word for it. You know, ADHD getting misdiagnosed and saying that they have that, and then getting on medication. Yeah, and and where it is actually a sleep problem. Right. Well, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. The nice thing about the Healthy Start system is it's just multifunctional. There's so many things going on. Okay, so you know it's going to be helping sleep problems regardless if your child has ADHD or not. Nine out of 10 kids suffer from at least one symptom related to sleep disordered breathing. Right. They're going to be helped and they're going to have their teeth straightened at the same time and they don't have to go through braces. One, one problem bringing it back to braces is that I treat about 50, 50 kids at any one time in in my practice Uh with traditional brackets and wires. And kids these days do not have the patience to take care of their teeth like they should. (laughs) They just are not doing that. Yeah. It requires about 10 minutes, you know, 
which, which normally takes about three minutes. It takes 10 minutes for a child that has brackets and wires on. Wow. They're just not doing it. And so what's happening is that there's plaque accumulation, foods getting caught everywhere, mm-hmm. and it's having a detrimental effect on the teeth and the gums. And so they're, you know, at least getting some white, white spots on their mm-hmm. teeth. And the white spots are, are coming because that plaque has been sitting so long that it's starting to leach out the calcium in the teeth. Oh. And it can go from there from to cavities. It's common for kids now that I'm seeing to get cavities because they're not taking care of their teeth. Wow. Or they get puffy gums. And right. some of these kids get puffy gums to the point where after the brackets come off, they've got to get laser surgery done in order to reduce the gums. Holy cow. And so okay. and there is some cases, and I've had to do this a couple times, where the, the child's teeth are so negatively affected from braces yeah. that I've got to take them off because wow. their teeth are starting to get so decayed yeah. and in bad shape. And, you know, braces are great, but there's a point in time where it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth having all of this extra metal in your mouth if that's going to be the effect once we're done. Right. So it's better just take them off at that point. Okay. I'm going to ask you a really a question I know parents are going to ask. What is the cost difference between the two programs? I mean, if you do braces, what's the average cost for that? Yeah. The average cost for braces is usually about 4500 Okay. That's okay. about the average cost. Yeah. I don't know what the average cost of Healthy Start is because there's just not a lot of dentists and I haven't asked. Yeah. yeah. And it, it kind of probably depends on the area. Yeah. But the uh, I, I, I'm charging thirty-seven fifty. Yeah. For, for Healthy Start. So okay. there is, I mean. There's I mean, a price difference. There's a, there's a savings. Right. And, and part of that is just because there's not as much chair time. Oh. So like I said before, braces, you it's every six, six weeks clockwork when they're starting to get towards the end of the treatment sometimes i shorten that to every four weeks okay the healthy start system then we can start spreading that out now they have it for a longer period of time yeah because they like i said they started at six usually and then they have it until all of their permanent teeth are in and so that's usually about age 12 or 13 right but to keep in mind and, and some parents at this point are like dude six years of treatment no way but what you have to remember is that um, these trays, you're just primarily wearing them at night. Yeah. There's a daytime component to them, but that's usually about one to three hours. Mm-hmm. And so it's when the child's doing homework or watching TV or playing Fortnite or doing whatever they do. Whatever they do, yeah. <laughs> they right. just do it at that time. Not to worry about it when they're at school and it, you don't have to worry about it at, when they're you know out playing with their friends. It's kind of designed to wear that daytime component they yeah. can do it during those downtimes. And that daytime component usually only lasts between like 12 and 18 months. Yeah. And then they're just wearing it at night. Hmm. So if you started at age six, then, you know, by age seven or eight, all they have to do is wear, wear the trays at night. And, you know, my kids are to the point now where they, it feels weird for them not to have the tray in it. And, and <laughs> it doesn't take long for you to get to that point. Right. It feels weird for them not to have it in. So then, it's easy. It's so easy for them to just remember to put it in. Yeah. And then it just takes care of itself. You don't have to worry about appointments as much. You don't have to worry about brushing and flossing for 10 minutes. You don't have to worry about food restrictions. You don't have to worry about so much yeah. because it's just taking care of it at night. And as the teeth are coming in, it's requiring less force in order to guide those teeth in place. One thing that's interesting is that with braces, it does require more force. 
And so this varies, but 100% of the time, you're going to have something called root resorption. Uh And that's where the roots of the teeth shrink a little bit. And sometimes it's just a little bit. And sometimes it's a lot. Sometimes I take an x-ray of someone after they've had braces. Yeah. And they've got these short little nubby roots now. So that that is a stability issue at that point for the teeth. Yeah. One thing that's awesome about Healthy Start, since it's less force, yeah, you just don't see root resorption. Oh wow! So there's all these little, and I'd say big. That's a big thing. There's yeah. all these big benefits to Healthy Start that you know it's it's a no brainer for me. Right. You know, I can I can happily recommend that to anyone that has a child between the ages of six and twelve. It's a no brainer. I'm recommending it. No, that's fantastic. Okay, you know I. It's weird because I am actually thinking of uh, making recommendations for people to go in and talk to their dentist when they come in for therapy, you know, because yeah. um, that actually is the most reported disorder that parents come in with. Um, and the symptomology for ADHD fits, but I didn't know that there was this whole other component that we could use as far as treatment to assess whether or not it's really ADHD or if it's sleep, sleep deprivation or just something else. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And it's, uh, it's, 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 it's like I said before, it's kind of changed. It's changed my whole outlook. It's changed the way I practice dentistry. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because um, the impact of it is, is so much more. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to have a parent come and, and give me a hug because I just filled their child's tooth. Yeah. You know, that, just, that doesn't happen. <laughs> but if I'm helping solve, like helping solve their behavioral issues mm-hmm. or helping them do better in school, right? then, you know, that's just so much more impactful. Uh, parents are so appreciative that, you know, there's, you know, it's just, it's that impact for that child is so much more that that juices me. It kind of motivates me. You know, I would have probably like five years ago doing an interview like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like no way. That's uh, okay. You know, I'll just do my thing. I'll see, I'll see, I'll see my kid, the, my patients, but doing an interview like this would have probably have been beyond my comfort zone. You really, yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah. you're pretty passionate about this then. Oh yeah, definitely. But no, I just, you know, I feel so passionately about getting the word out. Yeah. Like we talked about before, this is a market where a lot of, a lot of parents don't know about it. Right. But it's, uh, it pushes me over any type of reservations that I might have to, to come on and, 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 and talk about yeah. it and talk, talk about it. That's so, great. You know, one of the things that we do uh, with Smarter Parenting is we try and educate parents that um, children are a lot like investments. You have to do a lot up front. And um, you have to establish boundaries and rules and all of that. And the, the more successful you are at doing all that work up front, the less maintenance later on. And it sounds that's exactly what you're suggesting and what the program does is you're investing this while they're young. And that's what we recommend is doing this all when they're young because the payoff in the long term is it's a lifetime change for them. And so... Yeah. Um, I it what you're saying totally resonates with me because we're not doing a cosmetic fix, you know. We're not just gonna fix it and slap a bandaid on it and call it good. We're actually looking at what's gonna happen down the road when they're adults and even beyond that. So, 
Yeah, and far-reaching implications. Yeah. On the dentistry side, you know, you, you could help from getting relapse for the teeth moving back or the jaw moving back. From the sleep side, you know, I've heard studies say that a sleep problem, if you've got, if, like, if you've got a sleep problem, that could shave as much as 10 years off of your life. Exactly. So yeah. we're talking about huge changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, who wouldn't want to add 10 years to their lifespan? And this right. is what we're talking about, getting up front in front of these problems and, and trying to get rid of these bad habits early on. And Healthy Start is so forward-thinking that I'll just, I'll just bring this up really quick. Yeah. Actually, we ask questions about when the child is between you know, the ages of zero and two. We're asking questions about you know, development during that time period because some of these things, it starts right from the beginning. Wow. And so we're really, they're, that's really forward-thinking and I want to I want to be a part of something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where can people go to get more information about Healthy Start? Yeah, so it's it's a it's a little different because healthystart.com I think is something different. Okay. It's, uh, you have to put the Healthy Start. It's the Healthy Start. The Healthy Start. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna check on that real quick because yeah, I think uh, I just want to make sure it's not dot org. So oh, yeah. The Healthy Start. We'll just put a dot com and see if. Yep, it's the it's thehealthystart.com. Okay, we'll go ahead and talk all about it. The other place that I I'll, I'll tell people to go. Yeah. Um, it's to my uh, sleep clinic website. Okay. I've actually created like three short short videos, two minute long videos that kind of explains everything. And so that is go dot wasatch sleep dental. Uh huh. Go Wasatch Sleep Dental.com. Go dot Wasatch Sleep Dental.com. Go so dot www. It's the uh, go. Oh, okay. You know what I'm going to do is we're going to actually include that on the websites and on the podcast. So uh, for whoever's listening or watching, because this actually goes out both podcast and blog, we oh, will oh. go ahead and um, uh, include the link over so parents have access to the video that you've created. And that should help guide them a little bit. And they can actually contact you through that too, right? I mean, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We'll, start, we'll start having a conversation at that point. They can start getting a lot more information. So that oh, that, that's fantastic. I am actually going to do that and recommend that my colleagues do that when they receive a client. Is We always recommend that they go do a physical with a physician. But we may uh, actually request some more information and this as an option. Because, again, I'm a firm believer in providing options and letting parents figure out what's best for their children, largely because they really are the experts because they're there all the time. And, you know, so. And the other place, because this is where you kind of were starting to, you find out about it, is uh, the Facebook group. Yeah. Healthy Start Utah is the Facebook group. Okay. And they can join that. And um, I post about it two or three times a week. Oh, great. Information. The videos that I made around there, there's a couple other things. I'm going to continue to post stuff about that. You know, the ADHD-specific post that you saw. Yeah. It was one of those. It's so multifaceted. I mean, we could probably talk for another two hours about this. It's Holy so multifaceted. Cow. I'm never going to run out of material to post. No, that's fantastic. In fact, what I want to do is reserve uh, maybe a future uh, discussion about this, if we could, because I'd like to follow up a little bit. And what I want to do is reach out and uh, get some questions, because I know this is going to bring up a ton of questions 
from people who follow smarter parenting. So, um, yeah, I wanna, anytime I, you want me on, I'll, I'll be here. Oh, that's fantastic. So what we'll do is we'll include the links over there and include information on the Facebook group because that's probably a good place to uh, communicate with you, but also with other people who are thinking about this as an option or doing this or interested in yeah. uh, what it is you guys are doing. I'm glad you're bringing this to Utah, seriously, because we have so many kids here. Oh. <laughs> I mean, there are per capita we kind of have overdone it here in utah so that's okay. <laughs> but um it's it's a resource that's definitely needed and i think it just needs to really be out there i think people need to know more about it so well yeah i think it's awesome what you're doing with helping parents you know with children with adhd yeah i mean yeah that's uh that's really cool that yeah. you have this resource for them that they can look at in order to get help so, and you know, I didn't know about your podcast and so I started checking it out myself. <laughs> well, we just started the podcast thing. So. Handsome mug. Oh man. <laughs> I was like, I was asking for a raise cause I, I want plastic surgery to kind of, you know, no way, man. <laughs> I'd be like oh. loud and proud. See, okay. You, you got the face of an angel. I got it. Oh, you're, <laughs> I'll, pay, I'll, I'll pay you money later for that. It was so nice. That was so nice. Is there, um, so we're going to talk with John actually a little bit later. Uh, I want to get some comments and some questions from you about this because this is really innovative especially for parents who are looking at alternative treatments other than hitting medication straight off. There are so many parents that are thinking, let's try something else before the medication. And this is an option that would be super helpful and actually gives you more information about your child. So we're going to talk to John a little bit later, but send in your questions and go to the podcast, to the, to the website, and also to our Facebook page. We'll include links over to all the websites that John's mentioned in this episode. So that's it from us, and we will catch you later. <music>